y'all welcome to adventures with aggie today we have alexander fernandez masso he's the head soccer coach at from reykjavich he's worked at various teams around iceland including some time with the fc barcelona training camp that took place in iceland and he was also a coaching mentor at the iceland football federation so please welcome alex hey alex how are you doing hi aggie doing really well even today, the weather in Iceland is, is not great, which is often like this, but, but yeah, great and fun fun day. A lot of work today. We have practices, games, preparing tournaments, and yeah, summer in Iceland in soccer is very busy. So yeah, it's been a busy and fun day. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I'm so excited to hear that, that y'all are having games and y'all are practicing and things are happening, which is really exciting to hear. Cool. But so to start out, can you kind of talk about growing up in Spain and like the importance of football in your life when you were growing up? Yeah, all, all started like everybody else, I guess, when I was when I was a kid, when I was very, very young. I just had fun kicking a ball and all started <laughs> by playing with friends just for the fun. And then it got uh, a little bit deeper with my grandpa and my dad. It was a reason to meet all, all the family members and have fun watching our favorite teams. And and then I was growing up and I, I knew I wanted to, to dedicate my life in that because it impacted my life and my, my family life also. And I, I had the, the goal of making it my profession. That was, I had it very clear from young age. I, I was never skillful or never good enough as a player. And I started coaching very soon. So when I got graduated from the high school, I started business school, but it's not what I really wanted. So after one year, I moved to sports science and I started coaching young kids. And since then, I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. I have tried to keep studying and, and open new new doors in the knowledge and and working different aspects of the game and keeping coaching and getting experience and enjoying more than that. So yeah, I was when I when I was in my eighth year coaching in Spain, seventh year, sorry. I found myself uh, quite limited in terms of in terms of language. Mostly, I I was coaching under 19 boys. I was I was in a club in in Catalonia in Spain, which is in partnership with Barcelona. But I I I felt I wanted to. I wanted something else because I didn't talk English at all and the business in football is quite difficult. In Spain you need to be in a top in a top club to be able to to get a decent salary, I would say. And I just felt I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and learn English to be able to maybe come back to Spain and keep on coaching, but yeah, just being able to also coach all around the world. And and then in, I, I went to England. I went to England to study English and 
and I was volunteering in a football club. The plan was to do one season there, volunteering and learning the language. But in this transition, in, meanwhile, I, I, I met a person in Iceland. I came to Iceland to visit the country just as a tourist. I got in love with, with this country, with these people. So I didn't finish my year in, in England. I, in the fourth month, I, I started talking a little bit of, a little bit of English and, and I just decided to come to Iceland without a job but yeah I, I i was lucky that i i got a job soon in in a club in the capital area in Reykjavik and i started with uh with a woman football in iceland so basically in spain i was more with the boys side and in iceland i have been coaching girls mostly so that's a little bit how how this transition was yeah that's great so how you fell in love with Iceland when you visited as a tourist, but what what made you decide you want to move there and you want to live there for a long time? I I love the rhythm in this country. It's so peaceful. Um, the ones that have visited, oh, you can you can see through internet. The nature is amazing. Uh, it's a big land, but there is not a lot of population. Yeah, it's basically it's peaceful. People is friendly. Um, that's the main reasons I would say. Yeah. And then, of course, I I am really happy with. I I'm making a family here. I have very good friends. I'm passionate about the work I'm doing here. Uh, the people I'm working with. So. So yeah, it, it's not like I decided to to stay in long term. It's more about enjoying every day and and yeah, just being being happy, being yeah. happy day by day. And I don't know if I'm gonna what I'm gonna do in five years, ten years. I don't know. I, I just know that I'm really happy now, and and I want to keep on working with 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 that. That's amazing. Did you learn Icelandic too? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a funny question. I would say next question. <laughs> By answering you next question, I think nah, a little bit, a little bit. No, uh, no, not good enough. That's unforgivable. <laughs> I've been five years in Iceland already, and I would say I, I talk a little bit, but no, 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 no. I would never, I would never say I talk Icelandic. No, no not yet, <laughs> at least. It's a very yeah. difficult language. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for now, I'm, I'm dealing good with English now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a little bit is way more than I know. So you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm Google Translate is helping me a lot <laughs> with Icelandic, <laughs> but but no, but still I I hear Icelandic every day. I I talk, but I talk like a kid, like I'm a <laughs> a young kid. But slowly, slowly, I'm I'm getting more. Underst the understanding is better. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Um, so let's move into what you do. Can you um, walk us through your roles at the different um, clubs you've worked with in Iceland? Yeah, I, I came in April 2015, and here the season starts in October and finishes in September. So the league is during the summer. When I came in April, I joined a club called Kawer, 
who is actually the Icelandic champion now in men's side. And I, I joined that club in Youth. I took under 14 and under uh, 12 girls for the summer. So I made um, five months contract, like only for the summer. And when the summer finished, I I made I made a new contract and I, I took under 19 and the first team as a co assistant coach. And I was two years with the first team, with the woman first team and under 19. And after those three seasons, I, I moved out of the capital area. I went to a small town called Hop. It's 2000, uh, yeah, the population, I think it's 2000, is next to, it's in the middle of nowhere, basically, in the middle <laughs> between volcanoes and, and the glacier. And that was a yeah, personal decision. I wanted to try something different. I'm from a crowded city, like I'm from Barcelona, and I've been always living in cities, and I, I wanted to do that. I, I, I coached the woman team there uh, successfully, I would say. It was, it was very fun, very, very fun. And after one season, I, yeah, I quickly realized it was not made for me to be isolated of the of the world and I came back to the capital area and actually I'm the head of health in in a club here in Reykjavik called Fram. I'm the head of health in in Fram and working with coaches and developing players and helping the structure uh, growing up the, making the organization to to grow up and it's actually my first year as a yeah, more in in the managing side of, of football and also i joined now uh, a degree called uefa certificate football management so i'm quite i'm quite new in the management of of, of football or soccer um, but i'm enjoying so much very busy but as i said at the beginning is it's my it's my passion my hobby it's not only just like my work so yeah, dedicating a lot of hours but with joy and and, yeah, and passion yeah that's that's all that matters right as long as you're passionate about it it makes all those hours more bearable absolutely absolutely yeah. that's that's the main thing for sure <laughs> i always say when when we when we work with the team that being good persons having passion and being up to learn new things that's the that's that's the main point to to create something amazing and at the end we just work for the players for the kids so if you don't have these three things it's, it's difficult that that you would succeed doesn't matter the the decrease the titulation that you need to be good persons have passion and be up to to learn new things always be humble with that definitely definitely um, so next, can you kind of talk us through like your coaching style and um, how you've had to like change and make that adapt for the different teams you've worked with? You, you said a key word, adapt. That's, that's very important. My coaching style, like a lot of coaches from Barcelona, from Spain, it's focused on the ball mainly. 
uh, I would say there is one word that is very important for me in the in the coaching side. It's uh, being specific in all the drills we have, in all the approaches, being specific and always try to to have a ball uh, involved in all drills. Um, and I'm going to connect again with what I told you at the beginning, why I started playing football. And, and it's simple. Players are happy if they are in touch with, with the ball. So if you have happy players, it's easier that they develop better, that also the teams, they have better performances. And yeah, I would say the ball and, and specific drills are, are really, really important. And then, of course, uh, the, adaptation, the adaptation is, is very it's, it's, it's very different. Football, of course, in all the world, uh, they have the same rules, but everywhere it's different cultures, different contexts, and we, we must adapt our coaching style, our way to communicate also, our way to yeah, the approach to not just the players, also the people, the coaches, the, the parents, all the stakeholders. That's great. Can you tell us like some, I guess, the best parts about being a coach and like what you enjoy the most and then maybe some of the harder parts about having to adapt from team to team? Why, what I enjoy the most is the direct relationship with the players. What I enjoy the most is to see that you make an impact to players' life. This is what makes me... Yeah, it makes me looking forward to keep on coaching and keep on being in football to see that we can help people because it's more than a game when you impact lives. So that's absolutely my favorite part of, of coaching and, and working in, in football, not just coaching also, just working in sports, how this is making an impact to to players life so everything we do everything we discuss everything we plan the player is in the middle of this what i am more more excited for that makes me look forward to go to work every day so now i wanted to touch on can you talk about like the difference in football culture in spain and iceland uh yeah um i would say here in Iceland, Iceland is a very safe country. Um, the context is different. In, in, in Iceland, in, in one side, it's a very safe country, so the kids can be on, on the street, on the parks, playing football, that nothing happens. The parents are, are calm at home, knowing that their kids are with their friends playing. In Spain, it's not like that anymore. Um, it's true that in Iceland in winter time uh, it's very difficult because of the weather, but it's also true that every year there are better facilities in Iceland. So here in Iceland um, the facilities are amazing in the schools, in the clubs, there are artificial turf or uh, football pitches in all the you know the schools and the doors are open the doors are always open so all the kids they can they they have access and during the summer is bright is never dark and is safe so kids they can play for hours and hours and hours and the level the technical level of those kids 
are therefore are uh, really good and i would say that iceland has very good technique players because of this we have always seen countries like argentina or, or in you know i say argentina because this culture of street football oh, that here in iceland is a little bit like that i would say the, the players they how do they learn they learn by playing and facing situations and solving problems but making their own rules and playing without any barriers and and here in iceland this is possible so then um coaching differences between spain and iceland um i would say in spain uh, there is less volume less quantity of hours than in iceland of coaching in in the clubs but in terms of contents and yeah working with the tactic values the technical contents is you you get more out of practices for example under 12 in spain they practice three hours let's say they practice three hours but they are spending those three hours learning contents in iceland must be five hours six hours per week but they don't get six hours or those five hours going through those contents and yeah this is one of the differences sure yeah that's good to hear this is not criticism to iceland because yeah. it's more volume and hard work also by by people but yeah that's that's absolutely one of the differences yeah definitely um, so can you move into like just what makes football in Iceland so unique? Like lots of amazing things have happened and the whole country has been very successful in the last few years. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, I would say a key factor is what I explained before about mm -hmm. the facilities and open doors for the kids to play until they, they, they won. This is one of the factors. Another key factor is that the system in the national teams, the players in the national teams, they are playing together since uh, since they are 14, 15 years old. So when they are called for the national team practice when they are kids, they meet together and those groups are the ones that are keeping in in the time and and so they know each other very well in other countries um it's it's very usual that but really good players they perform different in the clubs than in the national team because when they go to the national team they just don't know each other pretty well in iceland they are a family in the national team basically mm -hmm. they are friends they this this team spirit is really really important and yeah I, I would think i would think this is a key factor open doors amazing facilities and and this system also yeah, yeah that sounds amazing um i had somebody send in a question before that they wanted me to ask you so can you talk about like the approach to soccer and how so much talent is produced in such a small country um on an international level on an international level um here here is a little bit different than other countries in terms of uh you you there are a lot of clubs it's very little population uh, and there are a lot of clubs only in Reykjavik there are 14 clubs so 
you can basically choose every single kid they can play for their favorite team is not there is no teams that they make a selection and they left anyone out so every single club has coaches qualified coaches for for the kids and and yeah and, and these selections for the national team what i was mentioning so something that they do to develop talent is to work extra uh, they work a lot every day, every day, sometimes too much, but, but yeah, they, those factors that I have been explaining before, I think it's the reason that, that they develop a lot of talent and they are hard workers. Absolutely. All the athletes in Iceland, they, they work really, really hard. They are very dedicated. Can you just touch on like the youth development approach in Iceland yeah. and how that's made available to kids everywhere? Um, in terms of, yeah, um, in one side, the population is very little. It's like there are teams like where, where I was in Hot, uh, very far away from, from, the, from the capital area, which is mostly all the population is, is there. And, and those, those cities, like not cities, sorry, those towns, they get also help from government to send their to to send their their players to be able to travel and and play um there is a there is a, every club the icelandic federation is is making plans with every club in terms of um locating practices so the coaches or the youth of the youth, the head of youth in in every club, they select, they pick the most promising players, and they they join to some practices from very young ages. Um, on the other side, that is the coaching development by the FA, and this is something that Iceland has been investing a lot. So their goal is that uh, every single coach that is coaching some kid is well educated and and they are achieving this absolutely so this is a very big factor the coaching the coaching uh, education that they are providing M- many many different yeah man, many dif- from many different places is coming. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, isabel do you want to go first um, I just wanted to ask a question about the difference between, um, like in, you said in Spain, you were helping coach um, boys teams, but then when you came over to Iceland, you started coaching women's clubs teams. And so I just wanted to kind of ask the difference between, um, you know, the coaching difference between the men's teams and the women's teams and maybe how women's clubs are viewed in Iceland, because I know um, obviously in America, um, the U.S. Women's National Team has made a lot of headlines lately about asking for equal pay um, and just honestly asking for respect. And I played soccer in college, so obviously I'm very big on, you know, advocating for that as well. So I was just wondering um, maybe like the differences between coaching and women's and men's teams and um, how women's clubs are viewed in Iceland and if they're as respected as men's clubs. Uh, is that well, right? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for your question. 
yeah, I, actually, I, I must say before I answer this question, I must say I haven't been coaching in Spain for five years. I made one training camp, but... Uh, uh, and I know for a fact that the situation in Spain has changed a lot, okay? And, and the woman football has grown. It's been huge how has been growing up, the woman football. And yeah, I, I saw... I saw in terms of resources, in terms of um, uh, competition in Iceland, I, I, I got amazed. He's, he's, they, they treat they treat absolutely equally, equally, and and not only players, also coaches. There are uh, a lot and good women coaches here. Um, you're asking about the difference between coaching men and women. Um, actually, um, I would say now that I'm coaching boys now, I'm head of youth and I'm getting to coach more boys than in past years. Um, it's not, it's not that, that different is the approach could be, could be different in terms of just the system, um, Psychologically, some some differences, but the main differences are between countries, not not between between women or or men. Um, here, I I'm I'm coaching same way the the boys that the that the girls. I'm getting same paid if I coach girls and and boys. Um, I get the same. I get the same facilities, I get the same equipment, um, also in terms of marketing and commercials, they, they are in, here in Iceland, they, they just sequel. I have no idea what men players they get, the salaries, but I, I know that they are well paid and women also some international players and yeah in terms of coaching i i don't do differences there and and i haven't seen differences um there are all, all the coaches coaching women football not only first teams also in youth they are all educated they are all licensed and i'm not sure if i'm answering your question right no you are that was great it's it's awesome to hear that there's so much equality between um men's and uh, women's Absolutely. And as I'm saying, in, in, in Spain, it has been improving, but, but I cannot say for a fact how is the situation also. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. That's really great to hear that there's so much equality there. David, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, it's interesting. It's really interesting to see somebody from like coaching in Iceland. Uh, because all of us probably watched the Euro 2016s and that was our first glimpse into like the world of Icelandic soccer. Uh, so my question that is that, experience. yeah, uh, my question is that like Icelandic players are known for like one thing globally and it's their hardworkingness. Like they'll go into games like uh, planning to like outrun the other team, outwork the other team, outstrength the other team, even if it's like they're not as technically gifted. Like when the national team played England, they're gonna like just do everything they can. Um, I was wondering, like, 
have you seen this um like when you're coaching like uh has it kind of trickled down to like the youth and why do you think this like belief is so widely spread that's that's a good question i guess i i, I guess there are many factors i can say that the winter is very tough to to live in iceland in winter is tough and all the teams they practice outside even they have facilities indoor they like to be outside also so it strength it strengthens their, their their mindset also um also another factor could be um that in health departments every time more there is a, a mental training department and some clubs are adding um, yeah, are taking care of of this side of coaching that is a lot of times for for be, uh, forgiven um, forgotten sorry <laughs> and but I, I would I would say there is this many factors one of the factors I said before also I would say is a factor is that they are friends they know each other from when they are kids they know they can count on each other they go to a beach knowing that their teammate will fight for him and it's many factors i would i would say and also in this euro cup um they knew what their weaknesses were so they worked on them so it's also a tactically factor there they knew how they could uh create goal chances so they tried to make more situations like this so it, it was, and, and of course, some great players at the same time and at the same year, you know, like, but, but yeah, this, this mindset, I would say, comes from, from those different factors. Thank you. Um, Isabel, do you want to go again? Yeah, just kind of building off that question. The one thing I noticed about Iceland in the World Cup, especially was the Viking clap and how they just got the whole entire crowd to do that. And I feel like just every single country, like, Twitter was blowing up about the, the Viking clap and there was just so much pride showing. So can you maybe talk about that and how kind of just going off of David's Ooh. question, and like how that translates. You, into the you, you, you said, you said a keyword here, pride. <laughs> they are, <laughs> yeah, they are very proud. They are really, really proud. And, we, and with more reason, with more reason uh, after those, this success. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, all the positive things that I have been mentioning, that is, by, by Icelanders, there is nothing to hide the other way around. They, they are proud to showing that to the world. Coaching education, this uh, amazing health system. Um, yeah, it's, yeah they, are, they are proud. They are proud, actually. This clapping, this clapping thing, it was more... It was something that here everybody was talking about, but but then in all Europe, in all world, something funny was that in 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 the youth teams, sometimes we went we went to to Sweden to make some tournament, Denmark, USA. I went to Minnesota to the USA Cup with under sixteen girls, and the people was asking us, "Hey, can you please do the club?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, we were really proud to do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely the football, the football, and this equality woman, men football. Um, it's also a reason that yeah, 
this success, people has been proud of their uh, Islamic nationality after this success. And I always like to mention that before the Euro 2016, that was not the first time Iceland was in a Eurocup because the woman team was in the Eurocup before that. So it seems that until the men team made this good success, then everything started. But no, no, no. It started earlier than that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to hear. I just remember, like, when they were doing the Viking clap, especially in the World Cup, like, my Twitter was just mm -hmm. going off about... People were just rooting for Iceland. They didn't care who they were playing. They wanted Iceland to win. Yeah, it goes again. <laughs> um, so I just think yeah. that the national team in Iceland just gained so much respect because people saw that the passion that they had for their country. Which the I passion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Yeah, and that's a value that yeah, everybody, everybody loved about that team. Absolutely. I, I, had, I experienced this club from the national team stadium at the beginning. And that was amazing, amazing to experience. Then after one, two years or now, if they do it now, it's not the same because like everything, you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Really I love good. it. It's so fun to watch. I want to experience it one day. Maybe one day we'll all be there. <laughs> we can do the clap with y'all. Exactly. Awesome. Manuel, do you want to do the last one? Yeah, thank you. Uh, first of all, Alex, thanks for joining us. Well, I think it's more like I have two questions. The first one being, uh, you said that uh, the play style that you want to do is like a passing style where all your players are having um, are happy that they're touching the ball. Uh, I just wanted to know if there was like a certain coach, other coach that you were looking to emulate, someone that uh, you see uh, their team play and say that they're that's the way you want your team to play. I am I am completely in love with Johan Cruyff, which means I am completely in love with Guardiola, Bielsa, with yeah, this all, all a lot of coaches, Leo, uh, would say a, a lot of a lot of coaches after Cruyff, they have taken this this path, but but because it's simply that uh, we believe is the best way to control the game, is the best way to develop players, is the best way to win games, is the best way to have fun. It's not the only way, but uh, you believe in something, you go for it. Johan Greff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the question, second question was, um, you said, again, uh, that it was the passing style and having uh, players having fun. Do you see your style now getting uh, more of a Icelandic uh, style uh, incorporated no. into it? No. 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 Thanks for this question, mate. Thanks for this question. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not in in Iceland is more direct. Absolutely is uh, first option. It's um, always going forward, uh, long balls, uh, wingers to be one, crosses, second balls, back and go back and forth, box to box. Um, so yeah, I would say it's absolutely not the Icelandic, the Icelandic style. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's why at the beginning of the podcast I mentioned about the adaptability. 
So that's a key factor. It's not just in Iceland. If 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 we go in every single country, so many different cultures, or, or even in, in in the same country, there are different cultures and different ways to to work to yeah and and to and to play the game and. That's absolutely not not uh, the style that suits me better, but but I'm I'm happy things are going okay. I think I would say, and the most important thing is that you know, I'm, I'm having fun and the players are having fun and yeah, it's 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 what what at the end matters. So great, um, David. Do you want to go? Yeah, uh, kind of going off that, I was wondering, do you see yourself kind of at more of an advantage because you play so differently than like kind of the like the rest of the teams that you're going to end up facing? Um, if, if I see myself with advantage. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, for sure. When I came from Spain, for sure. For sure. Um uh they they know and they told me from the beginning that i could add something different to to their style and so the answer is yes absolutely it it benefits me and and in the, and the other way around in I, i'm learning a lot of things that in in spain i would never have learned great thank you so just to wrap up um i wanted to ask do you have any tips or advice for people who want to go into coaching? Um, yes, but um, it's not just coaching, it's all the, all the professions. Sure. <laughs> you like something, you have passion, do the best you can. If you are good at something and you have passion for that, go for it no matter it's not going to be easy no matter what but keep working hard do everything you can get out of your comfort zone which means not just do the things that you feel comfort comfortable to to do also works that yeah will will get you a different perspective or a bigger picture so you're asking me about coaching but in football, the football business is not uh, just coaching. There are a lot of different kinds of works around football and around trainings and around games. So not only in performance, also in management or you know, information, uh, scouting, do different things, get all the information, get all the knowledge you can. Uh, learn languages, um, learn from people, just work and work and work if you feel happy. If not, there is there are more professions, but if you have passion for something, do the best you can. That's, don't compare yourself with other people, just do the best you can. Yeah, I started coaching 13 years ago and mm -hmm. football has changed. So in 13 years, it, it will be so much different and <laughs> everything is changing constantly. So the advice, and I'm saying it to myself also, is to keep reading, studying, observing, learning about the people, learning about the young people, even 
I think you guys, you are young, right? You are in your 20s. Yep. But still, in a couple of years, young, young, younger students will come. <laughs> learn about them also. No, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's yeah. my favorite part of that was work, work, work. I love work, it. Work, work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah work hard but smart. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Awesome. Well, Alex, this has been great. Thank you so much for answering our questions and giving us a little look into Icelandic football. I didn't know much about it before, but I feel I learned a lot. It was a pleasure. It was very fun I, to, to chat with you. And, and yeah, thank you so much to, to all the guys also. Stay tuned for more episodes on Adventures with Aggie coming next week.